This is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. And we are in the middle of the last show out at Theater in the Park this season. Uh, it is their it is their fourth show, um, the play, the classic play, Inherit the Wind. And I am joined now by the assistant director of that show, Kim Schaefer. Kim, how you doing? I'm doing well, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Inherit the Wind uh, is this, uh, well, it's a classic play. I saw it uh, about, it was maybe 10 years ago now almost, um, at the uh, at the Hoagland. Um, Lori McCoy is uh, the director of your show, and she, I believe, also directed it there. And yeah. it's um, and it's a show, I saw it, and, you know, I really didn't know much about it, and um, the, but, but when I saw it and, you know, heard the story, I mean, it's, it's really good. It's, it's this really, um, good play. It's got historical significance and, um, it deals with issues that, well, it is, um, in the twenties and it's almost a hundred years ago. Uh, it's, I mean, really, I mean, some of it is still pretty relevant today. Uh, tell us about Inherit the Wind and what's it all about. Uh, the basis of Inherit the Wind is the real life story of the Scopes monkey trial from the 1920s. Uh, basically, a uh, high school teacher, uh, last name Scopes, um, down in Tennessee, was arrested and jailed for teaching evolution in schools. Now, even though he was just teaching from the school book that the school gave him, um, it was still against the law, and, and he made that choice uh, to cover the material, and he had to pay the price for it. Um, the court case ended up becoming this big, like major media circus, one of the first times that that ever became a thing. Like radio was introduced into court proceedings, and um, they had really high caliber attorneys coming to go both sides of the argument, uh, creation and evolution. And um, it it just really it touched upon uh, basically it, it it met in the battleground of you know, can science and religion coexist? And, you know, what is society's um, obligation to both, really? Yeah, and it's, um, and there's so much in it where you'll have, uh, y- there, you'll be watching it, I mean, obviously through the lens of nowadays when there's uh, characters arguing about, well, you know, this is in the Bible and, you know, you can't talk about, you know what's in uh you know you can't bring up uh, evolution of um species and uh, i mean it's you, you know it's really interesting how that all um really plays out and there's and there's elements of that that you know people still you know want to you know believe in things and uh and and don't want to believe other things uh and and there's you know always a sort of a back and forth about what's right versus what's morally right um and all of that uh so it yeah, it's really interesting because the the show itself was written in the 50s, so it's about 70 years old. Um, it's set, it, it's traditionally played in the 20s because that's when the based on events happened. But um, in the front of the script, it even says like the setting is just some place and the time could be tomorrow, could have mm-hmm. been yesterday, could be long ago. So... The, the authors, when they actually when they wrote it, the playwrights were trying to do kind of um, not a parody, but almost like a satire on like Cold War type things. Yeah. And, you know, um, 
the uh, the communist uh, naming of names and blacklisting and all of that. So it was kind of um, kind of like the Crucible was as well. They were kind of um, satires or just other ways of looking at modern day events. And so by keeping it, even though that was seventy years ago, by keeping it in the front of the book as or the script as being could be tomorrow, it allows you to look at it from your own set of experiences and your own time too. Yeah, so. because there is because there are so much uh, things in it. With um, there's you know there's the, there's the preacher and you know the preacher's daughter who you know there's you know if if you you know who you talk to and who you know uh, you know there's like oh you know well they said this to each other and you know you don't want to lie you know during confession and you don't want to you know displease the Lord uh, in context of that but yeah there's all sorts of um, you know these these scare tactics that can be used in trials uh, but also. Uh, you know that we see as sort of like a, oh my goodness why well, you know you know why why would you do that to somebody but you know that's you know that's the sort of thing that would go on so uh, t- talk to right. us a little bit about some of the characters uh, in the show as well because um, when I saw this a couple of years ago um, Rich McCoy uh, played Matthew Harrison Brady um, did a right. great job and I-, I saw the show on Saturday he did a great job again uh, so but yeah but so so tell us a bit about the um, uh, you know, so that some of the actors in it and the, some of the performances they give. Sure. Um, Rich McCoy is again playing Matthew Harrison Brady, and Matthew Harrison Brady is uh, the attorney for the side of the town. Um, he's basically, uh, he's supposed to be the representative for uh, Christian moral good and um, the traditional way of things. And um, he's kind of you know, a self, self-declared self um, expert on the Bible, and um, he is also a presidential hopeful, so you get kind of that little intermingling where it's kind of, he's kind of like a televangelist before TV. Yeah. Um, and then you get, uh, we've got Tom Lawton, and he's playing uh, Henry Drummond, who's the defense attorney. He's called in, and um, he is a celebrated agnostic who... Uh, Come to find out, um, Brady and Drummond had been friends and colleagues. And then, uh, you know, things happened, life happened, and and that kind of, they kind of drifted apart. Um, But he knows he's up against a wall with this case, but he's going to stop at nothing to to help his client. Um, Roy Pyers is playing uh, the school teacher, Bert Cates. And um, Katie Bolova is playing Rachel Brown, who is, as you mentioned, the minister's daughter, um, who also, uh, conveniently for drama effect, but actually quite, um, it, it's, it's well written. She's not a, a preacher daughter caricature, either written or how it's portrayed on stage by Katie, but um she is the minister's daughter who happens to be in love with the guy who's on trial. So um, then you've got, you know, your your judge, your bailiff, your uh, your mayor all being played um, quite well uh, by, you know, local actors. And then you've got basically what amounts to a chorus of townsfolk um, who are kind of like the conscience of the community and, and the voice and 
you know, they're kind of the church-going folks who follow uh, Reverend Brown, who is um, played masterfully by Andy Vandervoort. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's totally scary when he starts doing his thing, oh, the, you know. Yeah, there's, and there's a prayer scene in it that's just wonderful. I mean, yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's that's a powerful one. That's powerful to be you know involved in on stage. It was it was powerful to get to watch it develop as a director. And now that I'm you know involved in it, it's like whoa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we've got a great cast. Um, some some newer people, some established, and um, everybody has really stepped up and and worked hard and brought this together um and and really believed in what we were doing so very good i think it's yeah it's a great great place to be getting ready for second weekend yes absolutely um weather was great last weekend um it Uh was it was pretty cool outside yeah which um yes it was which you know which is great we we love that for outdoor theater so theater in the park out at new salem uh inherit the wind is the show going into its second weekend thursday through saturday uh kim how can people get tickets uh, theaterinthepark.net or at the door. Um, the uh, house opens a half hour before the show. All shows are at 8 o'clock. So um, you can go in and um, go to the box office at the at the facility and get your tickets. Um, if it does rain, we have some limited uh, a limited number of seats available for an indoor theater. We're actually rehearsing tonight just to kind of refresh, and we're going to work on blocking inside just in case it rains um, this weekend at all. But hopefully hopefully the weather will hold out and we'll get to have room for everybody outside. I but th- if it rains, uh, still keep up, you know, look in and, and look into it, and um, there's still an opportunity to watch it even if it rains. So. Wonderful. And that's, and, that's, and that's one of the things I do like also about Theater in the Park is they do have that indoor theater where – like you said, if, if weather events happen or what have you, you're still able to see the show, provided you're one of the first, um, I think, 200 people that buy the tickets. I think like that. so, yeah. 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 So, uh, wonderful. Uh, Kim, thank you so much for joining me. Break a leg to you and everyone involved in Inherit the Wind this coming weekend. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it.